Psalm 34, verses 18 and 19. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I shared a little bit last week about this, and as we were reminded even in the catechism this morning, uh, and last week actually, uh, the fall brought us into a, a state of sin and misery. Uh, and as we recited this morning, it brought us to guilt, it brought uh, the corruption of our whole nature and to many transgressions, which causes broken hearts and afflictions. But by the grace of God, the Lord's nearness is a blessed truth to us and uh, a blessed reality to the righteous, to those who are accepted by God through the imputed righteousness of Christ. And his nearness is a blessing, especially to those who have a broken heart or to those under affliction. And no matter uh, when and how that deliverance uh, from affliction comes by his providence, he is near. His nearness is a blessing for the righteous. And by the righteous, I mean the people of God. In Deuteronomy 4, it says, For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us. So I'd like to rephrase that. What people is there that has God so near to them as the Lord our God is to us? The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. And by truth, it means a contrite heart. Coming before God otherwise is, is foolishness. We need to come with a humble heart and speak the truth. We need to cry out to him and it says the Lord is near to all who call upon him. In Isaiah 29, though, it points out uh, that there is a wrong way to draw near to him. It says, these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. The Lord desires us to draw near uh, with our hearts, not just our mouths or our words. Uh, and if he is not near to you, consider that you have removed your heart from him and drawn away from him. But we do have a part in this drawing near. We have a responsibility. Uh, but it all began and it all continues by his grace. In Psalm 63, it says, Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. Now there is a picture of closeness, of nearness. In the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. And then in verse 8 of Psalm 63, My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. And children of God, are you following close behind the one who is near to you, is willing to be near to you? Psalm 73, it is good for me to draw near to God. Indeed, it's a very good thing for us to draw near to God. A very good discipline to draw near to God and to draw close to him. Part of the discipline of drawing near to God is uh, listed in James chapter 4. It says, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So we do have a responsibility as we draw near to him. And we can experience a blessed nearness to God, especially during affliction, because then we actually were forced to cry out at those points and to draw near to him. And because he alone knows the depths of our feelings and our pain. So even your closest friend and even your dear spouse and your loving parents cannot be as near as the Lord can be to you. And if you are expecting that kind of nearness to your soul from another sinner, even a regenerated one, you will be disappointed and likely hurt. So as we think, uh, as we come to the Lord's table 
as we think of the Lord's Supper, we must remember why we can draw near each week as we do and how this ceremony is a part of that. Ephesians 2, Now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Not by your efforts, but by the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ, the sacrifice of the Lord, and our union with him has made nearness to the living God possible. His shed blood, which we are remembering now this morning, brings us near to God, and we should draw near now uh, in thanks and in reverence, because it's all by his grace. According to Hebrews 7, Jesus is the better hope through which we draw near to God. We draw near through him. Charles Spurgeon said, Beloved, if we are indeed so near to God through the blood and through union with Christ, let us enjoy those things which this nearness was intended to bring. Amen. Indeed, we should. And we will this morning. Let's enjoy them. And he goes on, If I am indeed brought so near to God, why should I be afraid that he will leave me? If I am near to him, as near as Christ is, he cannot be unkind, thoughtless, or ungenerous to me. Near to him? Why, my name is on the palms of Jesus' hands. I live in Jesus' heart. And I live, if I am in Christ, under the very eyes of God. He will keep me as he keeps the apple of his eye. So brothers and sisters, as we eat the bread and drink the wine this morning, let's draw near to him and praise him that we can draw near at all through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for sending your son our better hope through which we draw near to you and that through him, we who were once far off have been brought near by his blood shed for us. Forgive us, Lord, for a lack of desire and effort to draw near to you, for not following close behind you or just drawing near with our mouths and not our hearts. We worship you this morning and, and we rejoice in your nearness to, to all who call upon you in truth. And we do call upon you now to fill us and open our eyes to your nearness. For we ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.